0: Hello everyone, my name is Randall and this is Be Unique, the podcast for Embry Creations. And today we have an awesome guest today named Emmy Suzani. I don't want to say too much because this is your story, Emmy. So how about we start out, what's your career? How about we start out with that?
1: I am a photographer. I co-manage my own media company, um, MSU Media. And I also have my own photography
0: company, ES Photography. Wow. So how'd that start?
1: Um, my photography company kind of just came as I needed a name to put my photos under. So I uh, just kind of was like, oh, it's ES Photography. I'm going to use my initials and be basic like that. Um, <laughs> right. Soup Media um, is a very new thing mm-hmm. that I started with Mike Usnick He, him and I came together with the idea of we wanted to do a media site that has features not only big name artists but also features local artists because i find with media sites you have a problem with it's either one or the other either it's like if they're not like within a hundred if they're not based within like 50 miles of my house i'm not covering this band or (laughs) you just want to cover metallica you know no there's no middle ground of we can cover the people in our local music scene and we also can cover the people that have been names for a long time, like Slayer. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: So it was just one of those things that I thought it was a really good idea to kind of come together and kind of just bring everything to a forefront. So everybody kind of gets exposure, not one or the other, or not really picking favorites.
0: Right. Is this like your main base or do you, is this just like your main photography or do you other types of photography?
1: Um, my, I specialize in live concert photography. Okay. Um, I've been doing that for on and off for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. I just I in the last year I've been dabbling in so many different other aspects of photography um, I shot my first wedding last month mm. uh, I've been doing a lot of portraits and stuff I opened my own set up my own studio so I've been doing like a lot of portraits mm-hmm. um kid shots stuff like that graduation photos mm. I'm trying to get into doing street photography which is really cool
0: nice wow that's so you're gonna do it a lot you trust me it's supposed to be a big headache though yeah busy (laughs) (laughs) but like other than the photography like what made you fall in this into this like what's your story
1: um well I kind of going back all the way that not a lot of people know about so we're gonna go back to when I was 15 Mm -hmm. um I was homeschooled so I and I was also a really big nerd I graduated extremely early because I was just a big nerd and I loved math and whatever. So I needed something to kind of fill my time between that and college. So I ended up working, um, doing fundraising as like a volunteer thing for a local hockey team. Okay. Um, While I was working with them, there was this band that they brought in to play at one of the games. Um, They were a metal band and they played Alice in Chains and I thought they were the coolest band ever because I was 15. They played Alice in Chains, which is still my favorite band. So I was so excited. Nice. I ended up like talking to them over social media and stuff and I wanted to go to a couple of their shows, but they always played in 21 plus clubs that I couldn't get into. Yeah. Because I was 15, obviously. One member of the band who shall remain nameless came up with this idea that, hey, well, why why don't we like make her our photographer and she can still come into the shows? Mm-hmm. So I went out and I got a point and shoot camera and I went and I was their photographer. Mm-hmm. I ended up finding out about three shows into it that I really liked doing this, that I really liked capturing these moments and these images of people so um I followed them around and a couple other local bands around for about about two two and a half years and um when I was 17 I was kind of 16 to 17 I was going through a lot of stuff I um had a couple friends move away I had a couple friends pass away um my parents were going through a divorce and just I went through a lot of bad stuff that I was just in a very emotionally drained place. Oh, sorry. So, um, I needed a break. I needed to kind of get myself together before I just completely shattered my life. Um, which I almost did twice. Wow. Sorry. No, it, it's okay. I'm yeah. glad that it ended up working out. Because I took two years and I completely just alienated myself from the entire world pretty much Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to anybody except for about three people including my mom and I went and I went to college I decided to go to culinary school because I thought it would be fun right something that's not related to music (laughs) that's not photography yeah it's nothing like that person that I was that wanted to kill herself, so it sounds uh, like it's a good idea to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I just decided to kind of go there. So I walked in the first day and I looked at my teacher who um, actually I ended up finding out later was a really big metal fan, which wow. is kind of ironic. um I walked in, I looked at him and I was like, I don't know anything about kitchens. I don't know anything about cooking. But I'm here to learn. <laughs> and he was like, "We all gotta start somewhere. Come on in." So we were. I started at absolutely nothing. I didn't know how to freaking boil pasta, pretty much. And um, over the two years I was at that school, they taught me so much, so much. I know so much more about food and the. Um, hospitality industry that it's just it it's insane how much knowledge that they crammed in in that short period of time and that will always be a love of mine just because it it took me out of where I needed to be and it helped me get my head straight right um so the last semester I was in college um we you have to do like a Test out where you make food for your teachers and stuff and they decide like if like it's good or whatever and you end up getting like a certification of some sort to kind of just give you the chunk of it okay well the day after that I passed it um extremely well and the day after that my um one of my friends talked me into going down to Maryland huh. to see. On five and the creatures. He's like, let's go to Maryland. You pass your test out. Let's go. Okay. Sounds like a good idea to me. Mm-hmm. You have to bring your camera. You don't have to pay me for gas. You don't have to pay me for your ticket, but you have to bring your camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you're bringing your camera. And it literally fought me to it. So I was like, fine, I'll bring my camera. But I never agreed to bring it in. Right. And we kind of, like, had this, like, little... It wasn't, like, a full fight, but it was, like, a fun little argument going on. I was, like, bring in my camera, whatever. And I took photos of the entire show, whatever. And we were on the way back. He's, like, how did it feel? I was, like, oh, it's all right, whatever. And I'm kind of, like, trying to pawn it off. as like, nothing happened. Like, I didn't just shoot my first show in two years. No, nothing, like, extraordinary happened tonight at all.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: but kind of fast forward a little bit, a couple months later, Mm -hmm. I got a message from one of the members in John five and the creatures asking if they could use one of my photos that I took that night for the live album that came out this past January. And I just kind of sat there and I started crying and I was like, clearly this is what I should be doing. (laughs) Like, I try to run away from this as much as possible, but clearly this is what I should be doing. And those guys in that band will never understand how much of kind of a special place that they hold for me. Cause they just had a girl in the front row with a camera that they knew nothing about. And they, I, I owe so much to that band for getting me kind of, back in doing photography, and they don't even know what they did. Wow.
0: <laughs> if it wasn't for that dude arguing with you, taking you to that band, you would have never known. Wow. That's crazy. Everything yeah, happens for a reason, though. Everything happens for a reason. That's really crazy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. This is just overwhelming, though, but that's, I'm really happy for you that you found out that this is what yeah, you know a passion for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, one night just kind of changed everything.
0: Like a, <laughs> like a switch. Oh, my God. So how do you feel when you're behind the lens then like what's that like
1: well a couple weeks ago i was watching this documentary on a photographer called mick rock mm-hmm. um he is a big photographer in the rock industry he worked for david bowie and queen and etc i think he did some work with iggy pop as well and he said something to the extent of um the documentary started out with him shooting like taking pictures and all you hear is like the like click of the camera and he says i'm coming locked and loaded but i'm not coming for your soul i'm coming for your aura wow
0: that's deep
1: absolutely is how i feel i absolutely love that quote because like that's what i want and that's how i feel like capturing someone's just watching them through the lens just knowing when to just take it and knowing when to take that photo so you get their what they're feeling at that moment and being able to capture it, it's just absolutely incredible and it's, i it's almost no, like you're
0: using our third eye like you're using your uh aesthetic eye that no one else can see but you yeah. basically see a part of them that no one else can see and then you know but actually speaking of that though speaking of that how do you feel about this argument okay a lot of people think like it's about the camera and if you have the best, they always they always say like, oh, you took that sh- shot so amazing because you have a crazy camera. But really, it's not really the camera. It's the person. You can have the crappiest camera in the world and still take a, an amazing photo. Like, how do you feel on that when people say stuff like that?
1: I agree and I disagree with it. Okay. Uh, I currently shoot with a $400 Nikon. Okay. So for that I don't really I don't, I don't think it matters on how expensive or how fancy your camera is for you to be able to take a good photo okay. however if you have a $10,000 camera in your hand with like this insanely like this insane lens on it it's <laughs> anything, and you can't take a clear photo you, you definitely don't need to be anywhere near a camera <laughs> so that's my view on that i don't think that it matters so much for you to have an expensive camera as long as that camera works for you but if you can't use like a very high-tech camera that pretty much all you have to do is point and shoot and you can't take a decent photo like that you do not need to be anywhere near
0: you get your freaking money back that's what you need to do (laughs) like interesting when people that could take ba photos with an iphone this iphone thing though the lens, like the new uh, iPhone XR. Oh my gosh, the resolution on these phones. Oh my goodness gracious! The photography, especially with the, especially with these moment lens. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. It's a, and the Google Pixel, the Google Pixel Three. Oh my goodness gracious! These, I have a four hundred dollar uh, camera too, but I agree with you though. But yeah. I still shoot with my phone though. It is freaking amazing. So, what's a day like being in your shoe when you're doing photography?
1: Um, when I am getting ready to go to a show, um, yeah. to, so if it depends on kind of where I'm going. So if I, I do a lot of shows up in, um, the house of blues up in Cleveland. Um, I also do a lot of shoots up in Pittsburgh. So usually I try to work at my kitchen job earlier in the morning, mm-hmm. just so, like when I have a day off, I have a day off that I can just completely edit pictures and whatever. So usually when i'm getting ready to do it like if i have a shoot at night i'm going to do i'm going to cover a show i'll work until like one or two and then i'll head up to pittsburgh and kind of hang around the venue talk to people kind of just see what people what people have to say about the band so i know what to write in my article like reviewing it to kind of get other people's opinions about it not necessarily quote them word for word but kind of get a vibe off of the place
2: right
1: so that's kind of that's like the biggest thing that i do is i just walk around and i like talking to people to get other people's opinions of it to just see it from a different point of view sort of um i also like to kind of look out look at the venue a little bit to okay where's the lighting gonna be if it's a venue i don't shoot at a lot um like smalls up in pittsburgh i don't I think I've shot at that venue maybe three times in the last two years. And it's, it's a good venue and I'm not knocking it, but I'm not that familiar with it. So I'll I'll be like, okay, where's this light going to be at? Where like, how's the lighting going to be? So that, that's a big aspect in it too. It's kind of figuring out lighting.
0: But when you were saying about um, talking to other people, what do you mean by that? It's like, do you mean like, when you talk to other people, like what's their perspective on this point of view or do you mean as in like you showed them your photos and held in your opinion. Like, what do you mean by that? Um,
1: I talk to people about what do they feel like about like whatever musicians playing. Like When I went up and I was covering the Jonathan Davis show okay. a couple weeks ago, I think it was a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, I was talking to a bunch of fans about it and they were just telling me how much Jonathan Davis meant to them and how what they love about him. And that's what I try to talk to like different fan bases about to kind of get the aspect of, okay, what do, because I might be a fan of like whoever I'm shooting, but somebody else might be a bigger fan of them than me and might have a different, completely different outlook on how they view them. And that can help me get different shots of them. Cause I'm looking at them in a different way.
0: Oh, that's really that's really smart. that's really cool! Wow. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm looking at
1: them more in a, a more, I guess, more in an artistic way. Yeah, right,
0: yeah, right,
1: How they kind of portray themselves. I can't think of an example, but more how they portray themselves rather than how I view them.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're almost putting you're 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 putting it basically in their perspective. Like this is how I feel about them, and then it's like okay. This is how you feel about them. So maybe I should create an image of what the fans love because that way it can be more um,
2: yeah.
0: ap- eye-appealing. More, It can grab the viewer more because this is what they love about Jonathan Davis. By the way, Jonathan Davis, holy freaking crap, corn. Um oh, I love whatever. Jonathan
1: Davis. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Davis is awesome. I absolutely love him and that new solo album that he just released a couple I months
0: know. ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh my! His voice is so different, though. It's like something takes upon a part of me. It's like so interesting how he sings like that. Oh, I love. Him. Oh yeah, he's definitely one of my all-time favorites. I absolutely adore him. He, he, yeah, I love him. Oh, did you hear that song he sang with uh Corey Taylor? Um, oh my god! Yeah, that was crazy. Oh my gosh, those two are freaking. And like he even did a solo song with uh, Tech Nine, freaking amazing hip hop artist. Uh, oh yeah! My oh gosh. my gosh, I saw him do that. And I was like, how do you think Linkin Park is gonna survive now since uh, the new the lead singer is gone? Do you think that band's yeah. even gonna survive anymore?
1: Um, it depends on what they do. If they kind if they will off of Mike's raps, I think they could still survive.
0: But he sings too, though things too though Um,
1: yeah i think if they just followed kind of did what we came as romans did after kyle died just Mm. their heavy singer do all of the vocals or split them with like another member of the band i think that would be a cool way to go about it i wouldn't be about completely replacing him
0: no that that would freaking go haywire you can't replace him no that's like replacing uh chris courtney uh (laughs) Exactly. You
1: can't, oh Cornell.
0: Oh my god! But doing this seems like a lot of work. Like it, it seems like like how I would imagine is like you have to work for your food industry, and then after that, you have to probably schedule appointments, then go to driving to the different destinations. And after that, you have to settle a di- schedule okay day because editing photos it takes a long time, especially when you take a lot of photos. Oh, a lot a, free- lot, a lot, a lot. So it seems like it's a lot of pressure. So how do you keep that drive going to keep on going at it? Because it seems like it's a lot of hours of the day of just doing this.
1: Um, well, I decided when I was coming out of my depression uh-huh. bullshit, for lack of a better term, <laughs> uh, coming out of all of that, I decided that if I ever had a chance To do something that I absolutely, completely loved, I would not stop until I got it. And I think about that a lot when I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go do the show tonight. I'm just tired. I just want to go to sleep. It's like, but you promised yourself that if you found something that made you happy, you would keep doing it. So get your ass in the car and go. (laughs) (laughs) It, that just kind of is what keeps me driven is that i promised myself that and the fact that i i just i absolutely love it i absolutely love going to these shows and seeing seeing like not necessarily just the musicians but seeing their fan base like i've become friends with so many people because of this wow. and it's so cool to, i go to places and i people well every night and it's it, it's incredible there's so many good photographer friends I have that have made such an impact in my life I don't even realize it so I guess that's part of it too I finally feel after everything that I've kind of gone through I finally found somewhere that I feel like I finally belong in and I'm accepted in Aww. and it makes me just so happy to feel that
0: that's amazing that's an amazing story oh uh, that's so heartwarming to hear that I love hearing so I love hearing stuff like this because a lot of people, like, a lot of people, they always have that voice in their head. They always have that voice in their head, um, especially when it's being an entrepreneur. This is basically being an entrepreneur. And it's really hard to really, really want to keep going. So she's a really perfect example, um, everyone, that uh, if you ever feel like you're done, you know, don't let that voice stop you because you have to just keep going, especially when it's something that you love and you absolutely love this. And it saved, basically saved your life, you know. And not a lot of people get the opportunity, but you got that opportunity. And so, but like they say, like, whenever you're doing something you love, it's probably like you're not working at all, you know, and you're getting paid for it. And, like, I mean, uh, we all want that. I mean, if you want to do something you love uh, and, you, you, and you enjoy doing it, go for it. But speaking of that, you know, I got a funny story for something like that. Okay, so I was, I w- I was, um, I was watching something on TV today. There was this dude on the news. I don't know who he was. There was this dude on the news, playing, doing these big old, moving around these big old yo-yos in a flounce suit or some type of suit. I don't know what it was, and he was flipping these things around. And I was like, "Um, what are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" But like, even the um the news people that were talking that were doing a talk show, they weren't even looking at him. They were just uh, practically ignoring them. And I was like, this dude is yo-yoing his heart out. And you're ignoring him? Look at him. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, give him some. <laughs> this is a grown man in a clown suit with no clown makeup, whipping around these big old yo-yos. And you, you don't even have the decency to look at him and say, oh, my God, because the dude was killing it. And I was like, "What in the <laughs> hell are you doing?" And, but you're killing it. So if that's what you love to do? Go for it. I ain't going down you. Well, I just never seen something like that. That's something you don't see on the news every day. Because I yeah, was so I that's, I'm so used to something something bad going on, and then all of a sudden I see that I'm like, "Thank God!" Something <laughs> that's not <laughs> depressing. But that's some random stuff. That is totally random. Oh my goodness gracious! But well, that's, that's awesome. Bro. <laughs> it is awesome. But um, but I'm happy for you. And I'm happy you found that though. You know, but where do you see yourself in the future two years from now?
1: Um, I don't really know yet. I don't like putting limits on myself. Okay. So a year ago, I wouldn't have seen me covering over 70 shows this year. So I don't really, I don't know. I don't know where I see myself in two years. Maybe, maybe in a different city.
0: Nice. Where would you like to go?
1: um pittsburgh probably i'm about an hour out of pittsburgh right now so okay. i i uh, might want to go back there i might go to cleveland those are kind yeah. of a couple toss-ups i'm looking at um maybe um being a touring photographer that would be cool that would be really cool touring the yeah. country with a, with a band um that yeah. would be really cool yeah um i don't know that's about kind of all I, I don't, I kind of like to live my life fluid. That's just, that's just how I've gotten to where I am now. Living in the moment how I got mm-hmm. where I am now. So I'm just going to keep doing that and see where it leads me.
0: <laughs> that's cool. That's cool because a lot of people don't, even, even though you're doing this, like, don't forget to freaking live, you know? Like, a lot of people do that. Like, the what's that saying go? Um, a lot of people are, are alive, but. Not a lot. Of, a lot of people are alive, but not a lot of people live. You know? <laughs> and that's what you're doing. That's cool. Like you can be planning out five years ahead. And like I know some people that literally plan out their entire year and plan out all these schedules. I want to do this in a year. I want to do this in five years. But you never know. You know, things change. You can't just. I mean, it's good to have a schedule, but like you never know what's gonna happen. So you know, don't forget to like you know live life. You know, have fun. You know, you don't <laughs> want You don't want to just live your entire life and say. This is all I did. I just did that, you know? What else did you do other than this, you know? Like, how do you uh, go about with breaks? Like, do you give yourself breaks from this, or?
1: Um. Well, that was an issue that I kind of fell into. I didn't realize that I was going to have to schedule myself breaks. <laughs> uh, I came into that, I actually came into that last November. I came down with mono, and I was oh. on rest for about a month and a half. Uh, yeah, I ran myself completely into the ground so coming out of that I discovered that I need to take a break so I have about seven eight shows left on the year now and then I'm going to take a break for about a month month and a half to kind of just I'm gonna take a vacation from work and I'm just gonna lay around do nothing for a week and just relax so
0: that's what um, Netflix is for yeah
1: exactly. exactly (laughs) Relax, recoup, not worry about gaining 10 pounds. I'll be
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Plan fitness, there you go. Oh my gosh. But that's cool, though. like a lot of people uh, it gets really intense. I can see why you would forget like you're, like time goes by I'm like, oh my God, I need really need to take a break. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I haven't
1: stopped since February at all. February, I haven't stopped at all. So, I, it was like, I need to definitely take a break, because I'm already booked for March and September of next year.
0: That's crazy. But at least you're keeping yourself busy, though, and it's something that you like to do.
1: But... Oh, yeah, for sure. It's I, I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything.
0: That's cool. But don't forget to take care of yourself. Don't yeah. Take care of yourself. And now it's cut it tie from a word from our sponsors so now that we've done that it's time for some outside the box questions okay so this is a random one but how do you feel about today's media anymore like what do you what do you think should be shut down in today's media
1: um <laughs> probably either the oversharing of the same news over and over again like i can't think of an example of that but i know like if one thing happens in the world i see it from 40 million news places um that's probably one of the things and i also think that some media and i'm not going to say all of them because i also i run my media company and i love my media people But um, I feel like some media people are just looking for a story and they don't really care about who they're interviewing and they don't really look at the person as a person. They look at them as a subject and you can't do that to people. So I think that's probably another thing. Don't look at very looking at people, looking at people as people, not looking at them as
0: subjects. Yeah, because how do you expect them to really open up to you or really talk about talk about their story if you're just gonna look at them as like a, like a toy for you to like to mess with, you know? Like you can't expect a you can't expect a human being to really want to speak to you and like tell them what's really going on if like then then you might as well just call yourself a paparazzi, you know? You're not really gonna it's it's you're just something that's just gonna annoy someone like get the hell out of here, you know? No one's gonna want to talk to you. That's, right. a shame. that's a shame that some people are like that, though, because they're just basically there for the money. But at the end of the day, you're writing a story about someone that's that's a person and you're a person, too. So treat them that way.
1: Right. Right. And it's not just like it's not just in the music industry. Like if you look in with actors or with um, some politicians or even like <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know what they're called, but you have, like, a newscaster at a scene of something happening, and they, like, have people come up and talk about, like, what's happening or whatever, and I just feel like they kind of make those people, like, they're just kind of like, oh, I want the story, I want the story, oh, you're not going to give me the story, okay, well, I'm going to go find somebody who will, and it just, it, that irritates me, like, I can't watch that at all.
0: (laughs) Right. I don't know how people do that stuff. That's just ridiculous. It sounds like it will be a freaking, especially. It sounds like it will be a rough job, though. Like really trying to find a story, or how how does that even go? Like how do you how does that work?
1: Well, for me, I don't really. I interview. My aspect of it is I interview musicians based on the album that they released or going to release or a tour that they're working on, um, or something that it's publicly known about them like they're vegan or they're really into lifting or something like that i don't really go at anything else for anybody i don't see the point in it Mm -hmm. i know that some media people um and i don't i'm not really meaning anybody i'm just i know that i saw an interview a while ago on youtube um where it was literally the guy was getting the getting like tormented to death and it was like what are you doing to him like you don't need to be like tormenting him and asking him dumb questions
0: (laughs) right right where did you go to school by the way when you uh for did you go to school for media or or was that Mm -hmm. self-taught
1: that was kind of self-taught um I had some classes like I did online and stuff like that Cool. I worked kind of in media sort of when I did that fundraising thing with the hockey team Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew a little bit about it going into it, but um, pretty much self-taught.
0: Okay, this, this goes to my next point. Okay, so my next question. So how do you feel about being an entrepreneur compared to going to college? Like, do you feel that college is for everyone or everyone should go to college? Or do you feel that today's generation, like, you don't really have to go to college to be where you want to be?
1: That's actually a really good question because in both fields that I've been in, I mentioned earlier I went to culinary school. Mm-hmm. And I've been two about two years out of culinary school and I'm in been working in the industry ever since. And in certain aspects of it, I feel like I feel like that college helped me on a very personal level that had nothing to do with my career side. But as a career side, I don't feel like college is necessarily necessary for everything. I think it depends on what you're going for. Um, I don't think either of the careers that I'm in require college. I think there are definitely an added bonus. I think education's is great um, if it's done by the right people. Um, if you have those... Really mean teachers that don't want to be there—that they're just there because they want to collect a paycheck. That's uh-huh. not gonna help. Um, luckily, most of my teachers when I was at um, West Virginia Northern, which is where I went to culinary school, were not like that. Um, there was one that was kind of, kind of mean, but she—I was only in one of her classes for like a half of a semester or something uh-huh.
2: like that. So. Uh-huh.
1: I wasn't really involved in that, but all my culinary teachers were amazing and um, the rest of my teachers down there were great. But I feel like if you have really mean teachers that there's kind of no point in it as well. Um, I feel like a lot of people rely on the education system to make them relevant as well. I graduated with a girl that couldn't tell the difference between a mango and an avocado. So... (laughs) 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 when it comes to culinary that's what I mean but I don't think that it matters a hundred percent on if you can do the job Mm -hmm. I think it's a very showmanship thing
0: right what's your experience
1: yeah and if you can handle the pressure or not when you're in whatever situation whether that if you're in a kitchen and you just had a bus of 56 pull up or if you're about to go into an interview with like Rob Halford or something like that, um, how you handle that pressure and how you act underneath the the flame, kind of.
0: Right, because like a lot of people are like, a lot of people, a lot. I, I see this all the time. Like a lot of kids like stress about, oh, I need to go to this college, I need to go to this college. When all a lot of times, like for a specific type of areas, you can just go to a tech school and get done and get a certificate and get it. Instead of wasting, because there's thousands of kids out here, like, wasting $100,000, $200,000 of money. And they only end up using their degree, and then they end up going back. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't even like what they do. So, a lot of, like, there's so many stuff out there. Like, you can read a book or, like, uh, Udemy. Udemy is a great place. Uh, online classes, Fizzle. Like, you can do all this stuff online for cheaper or even free. YouTube, we're going to say. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Oh, yeah. YouTube we're going to say you can learn everything on YouTube you don't even need to go to college anymore unless uh, the only thing the only place I think college the only people I think college is good for is like lawyer you want to be a lawyer or like a doctor or like a mathematician unless you're Einstein um (laughs) or
1: or English really I think English is really good for college
0: yeah Um, I,
1: I don't knock anything down and I don't I, I don't want it seeming like I'm knocking culinary school because I absolutely loved my time there and mm-hmm. I, I thought it helped me a lot. But I think my point was just I don't think it's absolutely 100% necessary that you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's hundred percent for anything for that or for um, media or whatever. I know a lot of people were asking me, well, why did you go to school for culinary? Why didn't you go for photography? I've never had one photography class in my life. I don't see the reason for it. Uh, Sometimes you just gravitate towards certain things so easily that you don't necessarily need it. Uh, I also think some things are better off either industry taught or self-taught. I actually have said a couple times over the last month that I wish I could go back right now and take my classes at Northern over again. Because I feel like I would do 10 times better that I did the first go around because I've had two years of industry experience. Wow. So I think that I, I think working in whatever you're working in has a lot to do with it because it also, you know, if you like it or not.
0: Right, right, right. Because that's why, that's why, that's why I, I, I hope like people who are, who are in this type of field, like if you really want to know, go to a tech school because you're not you're gonna skip you're gonna skip the English you're gonna skip the math like you're gonna literally get hands-on and stuff that way you can actually know if you actually like it or not but I'm not going to down call because I went to uh, IUP and the one thing some of the stuff I thought was unnecessary but a lot of stuff I learned there there did help me but the main thing I think college is really good for is networking like you can meet a lot of good people that are working in the same field as you. And that's how a lot of partners start, you know, that working in businesses. like, oh, yeah, I met this dude in college and we built uh, Google. Yeah, you know, that's how that started. Or, you know what I'm saying? So it's not it's just not for everyone. But if you want to go to college, I will never down. Why would I down? It? It's just the one thing I will down is the prices freaking outrageous. Yeah. That is outrageous. Like you have to pay money in order to get money. That mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense but here's a random uh now here's uh i'm gonna ask a random question so uh so you know those um challenges that they people that you're doing um like for instance for example like the uh the the ice water challenge yeah or or like uh, yeah <laughs> so if there was a challenge that you saw if there was a one challenge that you wouldn't mind doing what would you think it would be
1: um, well, I actually did the ice bucket challenge, so... Oh, I,
0: snap. What was that like?
1: Um, It was very interesting, because um, one of my friends, um, like his... I'm trying to remember. I think it was his brother had um, a form of ALS. So I kind of did it just to just show support, I guess. And it was a really interesting feeling, because, like... I guess the whole reason for the bucket challenge was when the ice goes over your head, that shock that you feel is what they feel all the time. And it was kind of interesting to like it, it. was kind of interesting to feel that and to kind of be
0: in their shoes
1: for a minute. So, yeah, for sure, puts it in a different puts it in a different look for
2: sure.
0: Wow, oh, I didn't see that coming, but that's cool though. Um, but one thing, I don't know how do people come up with these weird weird ones like uh there's one uh the, the um the tie pod the whole tie pod thing that
1: was weird that was what, just a that
0: teenagers
1: being bored <laughs> <laughs> looking for attention that's what that was it
0: went freaking viral though you dunkin donuts was selling tie pod donuts like, like <laughs> oh my god or like there's this one um that one like when you open the can and, like, when you open it up, it's, like, the snelliest fish in the world. And you had to mm-hmm. open it up and eat it. I saw the videos for that, and I was like, how in the world are they doing it? And yeah, people were like, they couldn't even hold themselves. Oh, my God. I don't know how people would be coming up with these things, honestly.
1: You no. Know.
0: random. It's almost like the whole dabbing thing or, like, that leg and foot ticking thing. Like, it just happens <laughs> out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> it just That's happens so out relevant, there. though. <laughs>
0: But it seems like it's the whole like viral thing. Like, it's like one, it's like one little tiny thing, and all of a sudden, everyone wants to do it. Yeah. Why does everyone want to follow something that's totally dumb all the time? Why? I have no idea. It's
1: it's crazy. Did you see the one? um, It was when Drake's song "In My Feelings" came out. Mm-hmm. That "Kiki, Do You Love Me" thing. Yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. That was the funniest thing ever. But. I- <laughs> Why are you guys doing this right
0: now? <laughs> I remember they did like even a Kermit the Frog version of that song. Someone was trying to, there was like all these bunches of cover. Like,
2: oh, uh, Kiki,
0: uh, do you love me? Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, you, honestly, I didn't even know that song even exists until all these parodies came out. <laughs> you. So, what do you believe if you were to choose? your spirit animal, what do you believe it would be?
2: Uh,
1: um, maybe either a fox, not a fox, um, a wolf. Not <laughs> okay. a, no, a fox is way too like everywhere. I can't know. I'm not fanatic. <laughs> um, I would like to think of myself as a lion.
2: Okay.
1: That's how I would like to think of myself as. Why you say that? Um, because I look at a lion as a very powerful animal, and um, there was a quote that I saw a long time ago that said something about don't trust people who always have to tell you about themselves because a lion doesn't have to tell everyone that it's a lion. <laughs> I, really, I really liked that, so I'm going to say a lion just because of that quote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um. Oh my gosh, man, that's freaking hilarious! Like, I, I know a lot of people. That's like a thing. Like, that's like a pickup line anymore. It's like, so. Uh, what's your spirit animal? I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, um. Hello. Uh, how about that? And second of all, why? Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> why well, That's it's cool though. It's cool though. It's cool though because um a lot of people think like they're e there's even the whole uh, second life thing. And then they, when I die and when I come back to life, so I'm going to be a butterfly. <laughs> I find that very interesting, though, know, these things. But speaking of that, like, there's these different superstitions, like, like the whole constellation sign thing. Like, how do you feel about the whole, like, constellation signs thing? Uh, like, uh, oh, I'm a Gemini or I'm a Capricorn or I'm a, I'm a Leo. How do you feel about those things? Do you think those are legit or?
2: Um, nah? I don't
1: believe it 100%, but I think there's something to it. Like, I don't think that, okay, you're in a bad mood on a Tuesday. It's because you're a Gemini. But um, I I kind of have something to do. I think it has something to do with traits. I think it usually has that kind of down to a degree. But I don't Mm. know about, like, the whole horoscope. Like, I don't know. Like, you're going to have, like, a bad moment at 2.02 on, like, Monday or whatever. I don't know about all that. But I definitely can see, like, different traits and stuff with it. And, like, even it says, like, there's a way to look at it to see, like, who you're compatible with, like, for friends and who you're compatible with romantically. And I kind of – I can kind of see that a lot. Mm -hmm. So maybe yes, but not on the horoscopes because I think – Right, right,
0: (laughs) right. I think it's more of, like, if you actually start – I think it's also a psychological thing. Like the more deeper you read into things, the more you start to actually think it's real, and the more you think about it, the more it will actually happen because your body is like reacting to what you think, and it starts to mm-hmm. react. It's like, oh, I keep reading this, so if I keep reading this, oh no, oh my gosh, how did this happen? It's like a, it's like a data boost thing. You, know? yeah. you kept thinking it, and there you go. You know. But by the way, though, I know you're saying that you had like a rough past, which I thank you by the way for sharing. And I'm sure you're not alone and look how much you've accomplished and who knew, but judging by your upbeat personality, you know, but for those who are struggling and have a dream they want to achieve, what would you say to them to make, to help them uh, keep going for what they want? What would you want to say for someone who's, who was in your shoes in the past?
1: Um, I would say it gets better. And to keep going for what you want, because there's no better feeling than doing what you absolutely love.
0: Exactly, because a lot of people think like oh, all all these bad things, and then even not only not only them going through a lot of pain, like they go through a lot of scared. They they actually fear about going for which I don't know why people get scared of actually trying, because really all fear is is false evidence appearing real. I saw that quote the other day, and I was like, "Wow, you never really look at it." But fear, fear really doesn't really exist. It's all in the head, um, yeah. Unless someone's like coming after you with a, a, like a blade or something, then okay, obviously you're going to be like, "Holy crap! How do you defend myself?" You know what I'm saying? So, but other than that, like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with taking a chance, you know. And people are afraid of taking a chance, but I think it's also because like we're taught to not take chances. We're taught to just, you know, follow what you say, do what everyone does, and you know, it makes us get all this anxiety, like. Okay, but I was taught all this life to say, say, stay this way. What, what, what? what if I do uh, go for this dream that no one else, no one else supports me for? Like, what's going to happen to? What's going to happen? Like, the more you talk about it, you're not going to know. You're just going to sit down and say, "What if?" You know? Right. But, like, I don't, I don't see why people should be afraid. But if y'all have a dream out there, people, like, go for it because you never know until you try. And, and if it's not meant for you, then you know. YOLO, as they say. Is that even, is that still a quote? By the way, YOLO, you only live for the thing. say YOLO, but I say a lot of outdated phrases, so <laughs> oh, like uh epic or a uh, legit or cool or uh, or just jiving. I'm just jiving or chilling. I'm just jiving. I'm just jiving. Or like, uh, there's a, what about this goat thing? The goat thing greatest of all time. I heard that the other day. I was they were telling me, man, you're the so goat. goat. I'm like, hold on, what? I said you a goat. So, I, do I look like a goat? You insulted me? Or uh, what's going on here? You're trying to tell me a joke because I don't understand it. No rhyme intended. But, uh, and then you're explaining it to me, and I was like, D, this is corny as hell. That's
1: really um, funny because uh, I covered a show a couple weeks ago, and I took two of my friends with me, and they were rambling about the goat. And they're like, <laughs> so if you're like, the greatest of all time, but you're young. Does that make you like the billy goat? Long <laughs> <laughs> conversation about this at this restaurant we stopped at before we went to the show, and it was the most hilarious thing ever of just, does I make you the billy goat? Well, what about the ultimate goat? It was, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a funny one, Emmy. You got all you got funny stories. <laughs> But I thank you. I thank you so much for telling your story again. So I really appreciate you uh, giving us a good time today. And I'm pretty sure everyone that's hearing this, they're on the floor rolling like, this girl is freaking hilarious. I want her to shoot for me. I want her to do my photos. I want her. (laughs) You're the Billy
1: Goat of your band. I don't know. I'm gonna add that to all my Instagram bios now. <laughs>
0: #TheBillyGoat. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna end uh we're gonna end the episode with a goat and the Billy Goat. So, uh, <laughs> bye. anyway, that was, that was that was ridiculous. But anyways, uh, is that what a is that what a goat does? I don't know. Well, uh, is that a lamb. I don't know. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I thank you, everyone that's listening. I thank you all for supporting this podcast and listening. And always remember to be unique. This is Fernando and Emmy signing off until we hit our next story. Well, Fernando hitting the next story. Uh, Emmy's gonna do a photography thing. But before I go, I just got one question for all of you who are fighting for their dreams. What's your story?